Art is one of the most powerful tools of expression. Whether it's visual arts, music, literature, dance, there's so much that you can talk about. And since that's the case, why not share our perspectives? This space right here is the Creatives Lounge, where we talk about music, life, experiences, and the beauty of creativity. Now, our host... Hello people and welcome to the Creative Pod Lounge. So in our last episode, we talked about the danger of a single story and we used the TED Talk titled The Danger of a Single Story as the focus of our discussion. Now I know I ended the last episode with you wondering how stereotypes affect you and I mentioned that we were going to continue the discussion in the next episode. So that's what we're going to do today. But this time around, I'm not doing it alone. I have a good friend of mine who has honoured my invitation and is going to be joining us so you've been making noise in the background do you want to say hi hi people my name is Udeme and it's a pleasure to be here okay hi Udeme and thank you for honoring our invitation at the creative pod lounge thank you for having me so how are you how have you been well I've been good you know every day is a new day to be great yeah true true the heat of recent has been awful i've been going about with my umbrella in a bit to provide some shade if i'm walking about the sun and also being teased by people which of course you are one of those people who have been doing the teasing so i'm just putting that on record so that everyone knows who walks around with an umbrella as i was saying so that everyone knows you know that you again you're doing it here right now but anyway how are you coping with the hot season we're in right now it's hot yeah like like really hot so you could you could literally fry literally fry, fry egg on the on the, mm. on the pavement outside mm. I, I think i'm going to try one of these days okay good luck with that you're on your own i know send you good luck with that so speaking of seasons do you feel that now is the season for us to challenge the stereotypes we're portrayed in as africans or or do you feel that we're not equipped or in the right position to challenge those stereotypes yet i think the season started a while ago we're just catching up with what's basically going on around okay and about being well equipped our voice is our weapon in quotes and we have the platform for that voice to be heard so as long as we can speak as long as we can take pictures as long as we can put our creativity out there we are more than well equipped True, true, true. So in our last episode, we talked about how the media plays such a great role in subconsciously forming our opinions because we always see the same images being portrayed to us over and over again. But here's the question. Do you feel we have a responsibility as Africans and especially as creatives to challenge the stereotype? Because I feel that art is such a powerful tool of expression and there are so many messages that you can convey with art. But do you feel that as creatives, as African creatives, we have that responsibility we need to fulfill because you know most people would just tell you that they're using their creativity to portray reality as they see it or they'll tell you that they're not in the place to change stereotypes and they don't want to be involved in any controversy or brouhaha or anything like that they're just putting their work out there so what's your take on that I think anyone who has a large following, anyone who has a platform that is multicultural, has a duty to themselves and not to sound somewhat to their people to put out the right story. But then as much as you put out the truth, there are still people who will choose to be willfully ignorant. 
You know, there's a saying that says you can take a horse to a lake, pond, stream, body of water, yeah, yeah. but you can't force it to drink. to drink. So you could put your work out there. You could put in so much information. I mean, right now there's so much information, accurate information about the continent as a whole and the people in the continent as a whole. People still choose to see it from the perspective they want to see it, the perspective they've been given by the you know mainstream, mainstream media. Mainstream and refusing to explore. And refusing to explore. They only use Google for uh, you know who is Johnny Depp dating now <laughs> yeah yeah I understand it. you know you can have all the information out there but people would still choose what they want to see and ignore the reality that is right there in front of them so yeah I understand what you mean by that I know one creative who has gotten weary of the whole narrative especially of African children you know of poor African children and yeah. all of that one creative who has gotten weary of that narrative and has been challenging that narrative is South African artist Nelson Makamo okay. and he makes these beautiful charcoal and oil paintings with the aim of redressing the images that we've seen over decades of African children who are portrayed as poor, hungry, malnourished and all of that. And because he has been so determined to redefine the narrative of African children, he's also been able to develop an iconic signature style through his work. Yeah, I think it's one of the things that draws people to his work and why so many people are interested in his work because it's different from what we usually see. So you have a whole range of celebrities who have added his artwork to their collection, like um, Alicia Keys. We have Oprah, um, Annie Lennox, Giorgio Armani and, and so many other celebrities because his artwork presents us with stories that we don't hear so often or that stories that aren't really in the limelight. In his paintings, he has children wearing colorful glasses to symbolize the unique knowledge and, and genius of us all. After all, you know, we all, started, we all started off as kids. So that's something that everyone can relate to and also showing African children with a sense of hope and joy, you know, as opposed to what we usually see. So, you know, still in the same vein, it reminds me of a line in the remix of Ojoe Legba by Wizkid, which features Skepta and Drake. And there was this line by Skepta where he said, I'd like to tell my story because they'd rather show you black kids with flies on your faces in the television. Yeah. yeah, and that really hit me because, again, it still boils down to the same story of us seeing African children in that light. But I love the way Nelson Makamo and so many African creatives who are challenging that stereotype, not just yeah. even African, but just generally so many creatives who are challenging that stereotype and yeah. um, it's really refreshing to see you know in that light and all yeah i'm just yeah sure add to what you're saying some of the fantastic africans like njideka kunyili eniwaje uluwashi and um, billy zangewa yeah they're really putting a name out there for africans in the field of creativity and artwork and expressions using canvas but um, i actually have a question though it's just something that's been, been bothering me for a while so if a new artist comes out and then an expose is written on that person like a think piece is done on that person okay let's be like this two new artists come out right mm-hmm. one is from a certain region another one is from a certain continent another one is from different parts of the equator and then when they're writing like pieces on both of them one they write african artist or african creative and then they put the person's name then the other person just puts up and coming creative yeah and so like there's this need 
to show that especially to show that this person African. is African. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a form of like a form of subjugation. Like, oh, an African man is doing this. Y'all should be shocked. You think so? I mean, some people would say it's part of their heritage. Why like, can't they say a Caucasian creative? Uh, and okay. Put the person's name? okay, fair enough, fair enough. I mean, we'll leave that open to the listeners if they can yeah. comment below as to yeah. how. But they you know, feel Africa is the youngest continent in terms of population. We have the youngest population density. We have the youngest in all the continent, which is the reason why we are being exported everywhere. Because people are actually running to other continents, running to other countries and helping their economies because they're going there to work. They're not going there to mm. be idle people. They're not going there to be menace to society. They're going there to add to their GDPs and help their economy grow. Mm. And they're literally calling them like, come, 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 come. Mm. And which is the reason why I think there's an explosion now in the awareness of African creatives and how and what exactly people of color bring to the table. Yeah, and the wealth of talent that we have on the continent exactly. as well. Exactly. We are leaders in fintech innovation, artistic expression, so many things. Mm. If you look at the True. leading people in the world, they're all young, energetic, black people who are not afraid. As in, they are so vocal about what they believe in that sometimes it can be scary because you're like, yo, bro, calm down. Yeah. I think you've left that way of thinking, hopefully, mm. behind. In the past. Yeah, but it's a good thing to see now. And that's why most of these questions are being asked, which is why it still shocks me when I see people who ask questions like, are there ATMs in your country? Yeah, I was about to ask you, actually, have you ever been asked a dumb question as an African? Yeah, actually, I've been asked some really, really, especially on the internet. How can somebody, we are both on Twitter, I'm responding to your tweet and you're asking me if there's internet connection in my country. No, bro. <laughs> there is no internet connection. I am talking to you through the Calabash web. There's a we are coming. I mean, come on. I mean, come on. Yeah. Like, really. Yeah. I can't even begin to like list us from the dumb questions I've been asked because they shouldn't be repeated because they just reek of ignorance. Yeah. Thank you. That's the right. Yeah. But, but here's the thing, though. We can't deny that there are so many challenges on the continent. No, most definitely. There are. But I think when that is the only story that's being told, I think that's when where it becomes an issue because yeah there are challenges I'm not going to start mentioning them to glorify everything but yes we all know that there are challenges on the yeah, continent true. but we also need to acknowledge the fact that there are so many strides that are being made on the continent by Africans and even in the diaspora too making so many great strides and a lot of impact and all you talked about fintech just now and it just leads me into the line of African futurism or Afrofuturism yeah okay so to put that in context Context And for those who don't, I'm going to start off with Afrofuturism. So Afrofuturism is a movement in music, literature and art in general. And it features futuristic or science fiction themes that incorporate elements of black history and culture. Right. Um, we also have African futurism because some people would say, OK, you know, their work is in Afrofuturism or Afrofuturistic. They would tell you that their work um, has elements of African futurism. So it's similar. Right, I'm going to go a bit scholarly here to Afrofuturism in the way that black people on the continent and the black diaspora as a whole are connected by blood, spirit, history and future. But the difference with African futurism is that specifically it's rooted in African culture, history, mythology and all of that. But I think for me, the main similarity between the two, the key point to take between the two is that it's just portraying Africans and black people in a different light than the stereotype type that we usually see the images that we usually see and on mainstream media and, and all of that 
So for some people, they will tell you their work is Afrofuturistic. For some people, they will tell you their work is African futuristic, like Nendi Okurafo, who is an author and she has so many great works that she has put out there. So there are so many Afrofuturistic or African futuristic, whichever you prefer. There's so many works out there. For example, we have Children of Blood and Bone by Tomi Adeyemi, which is a book I've read, a very wonderful book, very refreshing to read. And she mentioned that she drew inspiration from West African mythology, Yoruba culture also harry potter avatar the last airbender and the black lives matter movement she drew inspiration from these areas and from so many other creative sources to be able to create children of blood and bone and then of course we also have black panther wakanda forever yes yes wakanda forever i'm so eager for part two to come out next year r.i.p chadwick yeah r.i.p so sad so we also have black panther which was it was great to have that opportunity to be able to see the fusion of different cultures on the continent. I think it was the first time for a lot of people, at least one of those few opportunities of being able to see the various cultures we have historically and even just drawing inspiration from other cultures all over the world and seeing that in a futuristic light. It was so great to be able to see that. I mean, Afrofuturism dates to as far back as the 90s when the term was first coined, but it's just so great to be able to see that. And for people to be inspired by it to create works to you know just be inspired by that creative juice and all of that so yeah I just wanted to talk about that because I know you mentioned tech and the African continent and all of that but then where do we go from here with this whole issue of stereotypes and the perception of the continent where do we go from here because even amongst ourselves yeah. we still have stereotypes that of each true. other we still have prejudices against each other using Nigeria as a case study I was speaking with someone the other day and she was you know pointing out the fact that there is a perception that people in the southern part of the country have of people who live in the north and vice versa so how do we go from here when we still have stereotypes amongst ourselves or how do we where do we go from here generally what do you think as creatives and as Africans well I think communication proper direct precise communication speaking the language that people would understand and that's why I'm so excited with the amount of people springing up using their platforms to tell accurate stories depicting accurate representation of not just Africa in general but their specific location and that's the only way we can change things because we can only change ignorance through love and we can just keep chipping at that slowly because these stereotypes took years to build up Mm. so it's not something that it's gonna vanish six months you know everything's just gonna change no it's something that's going to take time and like i said we have the youngest population in the world that's the african race so with time as people grow older as people continue to tell their story we will start to control what is being put out there you know different stories will be told and yeah i think we're talking the other day about that photographer Yes. That's um, in quotes the most touching photograph ever taken. The photograph actually won a Pulitzer Prize. Wow. Uh, it was taken by Kevin Carter. It was the image of a young girl, although actually it was a boy. Yeah. Yes, a young yeah. girl with a vulture. And that was during the famine in Sudan yeah. and all of that there. But, you know, like I said, I think this is a topic for another day when yeah. it comes to ethics. Yeah. And you as a creative, where do you draw the line? You know, when you say you're portraying reality... Uh-huh. and putting certain images out there and ethics. I think that's a topic of discussion for another, another day. day. But 
just like you said, I think challenging the stereotype. Yeah. It took a long while to form. It's going to take a long while to break it down or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. So just like you said, I think we have to keep on pushing at it and yeah. to keep on putting out work out there that's going to show people that, hey, yes, there are challenges. And Where doesn't have challenges? Exactly. Everywhere has challenges. Just like everywhere else, we have challenges on the continent. But then we are also full of joy, yeah. of hope. Um, we see the beauty in art yeah. and creativity as a whole. And just like everyone else, we just want to enjoy life to the full and give it our best. Yeah. We want to tell our own stories. Exactly. On our own terms. True. And we want to have fun doing it because that's like the most important thing. You have to enjoy doing what you're doing because then it, is it really worth it if at the end of the day you because like you said earlier the person who did take that picture i think he killed himself yeah he did so he did. Like, what's the use of doing something if you're not going to enjoy doing what you're doing and be able to live with yourself and inspire people through it true that's true so we just have to keep on creating we and have to keep creating we have to keep doing what we're doing living our lives because at the end of the day it's, it's not necessarily what we say but what we do that people will notice because people literally hear what you say but then you know they watch what you do and but what you do then you get judged and then you get impressions are formed mm. yeah I think you've pretty much said it all so that's it people that's a wrap on our discussion of dumb questions people ask Africans do us a favor yeah in the comment section just give us some of the dumbest questions you've ever yeah let us know what are some of the dumbest questions you've been asked as an African and let us know how do we approach this whole issue of stereotypes or how do you deal with stereotypes we'd love to hear from you that being said thank you for listening take care of yourselves and I will see you in the next episode peace (laughs) peace